Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we enter a new chapter. As we work our way through the book of Mark, we enter chapter 10, and we'll park here in verses 1 through 12 for a couple of weeks. Chapter 10 has Jesus in a new place and at a different time than chapter 9. He's in Judea now, and the crowds are again following him, and the religious leaders of the day are still challenging him, trying to trip him up in theological questions. The topic they chose is a highly relevant one in our day and in our culture. The topic was divorce. What's God's view on divorce? The response Jesus gave here wasn't a full treatise on the doctrine of marriage and divorce, but it was directed to what was implied in the question that they challenged him with. Is divorce lawful in God's eyes? Well, they failed in their objective to trip him up. Jesus turned the whole question about divorce on its head by going back to God's design for marriage. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Is It Okay to Divorce? Here's part one. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, and him who covers his garment with wrong. In other words, he's saying, you divorce against my will, and it's like you're putting on a filthy garment. You're defiling yourself says the Lord of hosts. So take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously with the wife of your youth. That's a very clear statement. How does God feel about divorce? He hates it. Why? He invented marriage. He created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Marriage is God's plan for mankind. Now, not everybody has to be married, but that is the general plan for marriage. So every single occurrence of divorce is a blemish on the credibility and the beauty of the design of God. You can't miss that when you read Genesis 1 and 2. Very clear. I hate divorce, says the Lord. Now, as you pay attention to Malachi 2.16, I want you to see what it says and let that sink in. God hates divorce. But please do not take that to a conclusion that is never intended and never stated. Let me assure you, that passage does not say God hates divorced people. That's not true. God is in the redemption business. You know, God hates all sin, but He redeems. While He hates sin, He loves sinners. He sent His Son so that sinners might be saved and forgiven and blessed by His amazing grace. God hates the sin of divorce, but... To paraphrase, God so loved the world, including those whose lives have been banged up by a collision with divorce, that He gave His only begotten Son so that whoever believes in Him, even though divorced, might not perish but have eternal life. Okay, keep the, keep the balance. There's another passage that's not Old Testament, but it's in 
the pre, uh, it's before our text for today in the life of Jesus. It's from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. Jesus touched momentarily on divorce and remarriage, where the main point of that text is the condition of your heart before the Lord. He used reverence for marriage as one of the evidences of a pure heart before God. That's the passage with the so-called exception clause, where as He's addressing believers, Jesus says that unless your spouse has been sexually involved with another person, you are not allowed to consider divorce and therefore Remarriage is impossibility. It is an impossibility, and to remarry would be to commit adultery. There's another passage that lurks around Mark chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now, Jesus knew that chapter when He spoke Mark 10, but nobody else did because it wasn't written yet, all right? Um, but 1 Corinthians 7 is relevant to this subject. That's where you have Paul's response, the Apostle Paul's response to the issues of marriage and divorce and remarriage that arose in the early days of that um, amazingly flourishing church in Corinth. In that context, Paul was reiterating the fact that it's normal for most people to marry. It's a special gift not to be married, but it's normal for most to marry. And marriage must be held in the highest regard. In that young church, a number of homes had been split spiritually because one spouse had come to faith in Christ and the other had not. So in that passage, the issue of two believers divorcing, that's not even on the radar screen. That's not the subject at hand. Instead, it's the issue of marriage of a believer in Christ to an unbeliever. Other Scripture commands that you don't enter into such a relationship. You should not, as a believer in Christ, marry an unbeliever. But if that comes to be the case, that a believer and an unbeliever are married, two questions need to be resolved, and Paul supplied the answer in 1 Corinthians 7. First, the believer should never divorce the unbelieving spouse just because it might seem to be an easier path. That can be very difficult. Uh, Peter underscored that very same attitude in, in 1 Peter chapter 3. But, you know, when somebody is hurting and they say, I just don't want to live anymore, we don't say, I'll go ahead and commit suicide. So when somebody is saying, it's really difficult being married to a person who does not share the highest priority in my life and, and isn't a Christian, we don't say, ah, just toss him out, get rid of her. You don't have to, you don't have to stay there. Then the second thing that he says there is that if an unbeliever leaves the marriage to a believer, if the unbeliever walks away, the believer should let him or her go. In such a case, the believer is free from the marriage and is allowed to be remarried, but of course, only to a believer. It's interesting what he says there, which helps with the attitude when you're uh, helping someone walk through that kind of a minefield, 1 Corinthians seven fifteen. Yet if the unbelieving one leaves, let him leave. The brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. So God is not calling you to remain committed in a war you can't win. You can't manipulate the unbeliever uh, to Christ or to, or to come back to it. Now, 
That's the lightning round review or overview of the theology of divorce and remarriage. Let's go back to Mark chapter 10. Verse 2, some Pharisees came up to Jesus testing Him and began to question Him whether it's lawful for a man to divorce his wife. By the way, it is never a good idea to test the Lord. Okay? It is not yours ever to try to make God jump through your hoops, to, to, to try to get God to do things on your plan, your schedule, um, what, what you want. Their purpose was to put Him to the test. They wanted to suck Him into a public debate. And here's what lies behind the scene. It was actually, in a twisted, manipulative, Christ-hating way, brilliant what they did. Because what was going on is, one group of rabbis taught a very strict view of divorce. They allowed it only in the most extreme of situations, and some never at all. Since the Old Testament required the death penalty for adultery, then sexual sin was never the reason for divorce. You see that reflected in the incident in in John 8 where the Pharisees wanted to stone the woman whom they caught in the act of adultery. Now, isn't it interesting that they happened to catch a woman in the act of adultery and not a man? That kind of shows you what's going on between their ears. Now, here's the passage at the center of divorce. One view is the very most rigid one, but I'll show you both of them here. Deuteronomy chapter 24, I alluded to it earlier. I want you to see verses 1 through 4. When a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and that's the key word, indecency, And he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house. And she leaves his house and goes and becomes another man's wife. And if the latter husband turns against her and writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies who took her to be his wife, then her former husband who sent her away is not allowed to take her again to be his wife, since she's been defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring sin on the land which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance. Now, the debate on divorce among the Jews, very similar to the debate on divorce among uh, professing Christians today. The debate was over how to interpret that key word in Deuteronomy 24. Our translation said indecency. Other translations say uncleanness. I think think it's the original King James that says some unseemly thing. Now, we know that it can't mean adultery because under the law of Moses in Israel, the penalty for adultery wasn't divorce. It was stoning. That's what they wanted to do to the woman in John uh, chapter 8. So, one group of rabbis took the tightest possible view of this, and they said that that word indecency or uncleanness meant some kind of physical activity, but of course short of 
sexual intercourse. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.